to talk to you about the need for and what the Holy Spirit has been doing among us. I want to talk to you about how the Holy Spirit builds us up. Wow, and He does. Now, I want God the Father, I want God the Son, I want the Holy Spirit to know how much I appreciate because they have had our back during this season. And they have well taken care of us. Can you say amen? Uh, There's never been a a prolonged period of time in my life where I've had God wake me up as much as He has been doing. As uh, He wakes me up with whispers. How many have been seeing that same thing? With God talking to you, ministering to you. Man, and then when I royally messed up, where it usually takes me like three days to pray through and get forgiveness, I think, over that. Man, it's just been like, immediately, the Lord has just been coming back and immediately helping us. So if this has been a season where you've been messed up sometimes like I've messed up, hey, you can grin too because God has taken care of that. Amen? And Lord has been working, the Holy Spirit's been working to sanctify us and keep us walking toward Him. And then... uh, then for you, many of you have been challenging, doing new things. I tell you, some of you have had job situations. You've had to find new ways of doing things. Some of you even had to create new vocations the Lord has. So I tell you, God's been working overtime to take care of His family. So let's just leap to our feet and give the Lord a round of applause and appreciation. Amen. Thanking the Lord for the goodness of God and the preciousness of the Holy Spirit. Wow. Wow. Now, the Holy Spirit builds us up. We've got to know that. He is a builder. And one of the major characteristics of Him is that He's all the time building on our lives. He's consistently working. I love what the Word of God says in the book of Philippians. It says, For it is God who is all the while. I love what the Amplified says. It says, All the while. He is all the while effectually. He's not like me. He does it effectually all the time, creating in me desires and powers that please Him. And I'm so thankful that even our growth in the Lord is not dependent upon us. I'm thankful that God has taken the initiative to perfect us and mature us and to help us grow up, amen, in Him. So He's building us. Now, uh, once we came to the Lord, it was such a wonderful thing. We think about salvation. Once you just take for a brief moment, I want you to remember. Some of you can have to remember way back. And some of you have to remember, really, the last time that your wife got on to you that you had to repent and that you, you know, whatever it was. But at the same process, I want you to just think a few minutes what a wonderful salvation was. Man, I can remember back 50 years ago. I remember walking through that room. I remember Billy Graham being on the television station. Now, I remember him preaching. And just immediately the Holy Spirit pulled me to him. Now, I, I was married, had a child, had not had any thoughts really toward that direction. But immediately the Holy Spirit just drew me. How many are thankful we serve a miraculous God? Man. And immediately the Holy Spirit just drew me to him. And though I, and plus my wife, we dropped on our knees in front of that television set and we prayed the prayer with Billy Graham. And when we prayed, something miraculous happened inside of us. Then something came in our lives that's never left us, that is, is changing us, and we're still yet, 50 years later, is still working overtime to perfect my life in Him. So, salvation. What, what salvation does, salvation introduces us into the kingdom of God. We gain a new uh, life. We gain a new way of living. We, we gain a new way of thinking. We gain a new way of dealing with things. We gain a new way of believing, a new way of trusting, a new way of walking. All of that happens to us of this powerful thing that we call salvation. But there was a, a, there was a, 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 a expectancy in God. There was an expectancy of God that we would go from salvation 
that we would move on. Because what does salvation get you all interested? It gets you interested in spiritual things. Oh, I can remember waking up the next day after I accepted the Lord. Man, all of a sudden, I believed in things I never even thought about before. <laughs> you know, some people say, well, you know how you had to be taught. Well, really, it was just like miraculous in me. I woke up the next day after my salvation, and I knew, I knew that I believed that He was miraculous God. Oh, all, all those things that come in at those points. But God, what He does, He used the salvation, it puts us into a new kingdom, it bursts us into a brand new world. But then we find ourselves that God expects us then to be able to live that world out. Now, I don't know about you, but then I found a little bit of difficulty. Because it was real easy to get excited about this new world, this new Christendom that I had found. But then it became awful practical when I had to try to live it out on a daily basis. And so uh, most of my first weeks were spent in delighted praise and thankfulness for what God had done, but also disappointment. Man, I just dis- was disappointing myself, man. I was like, Lord, I'm never going to do that again. And Lord, no, give me ten minutes, I was doing it again. I mean, I, and all these wild commitments, but during that moment, but then the Lord had to see from the Word that there was an expectancy that God had, is that I would grow. That I would take this wonderful thing of salvation that had made me so interested in the things of God. But I had to be trained to be able to live. I had to be empowered to be able to live it out. And I dare say this morning, if you've grown discouraged with yourself, if you've come to a place to where it doesn't have the excitement as it had at the very beginning... If you have to keep pulling yourself back to church, or if you have to keep pulling yourself back to living what's right, that just means one thing. God has another step that you haven't made it to yet. Because that's not what God desires. It's the desire of God that I would grow from a glory level to another glory level. Because what I received on that last level, it was good then, but it won't do me now. And so at the expectancy of God that I was growing in my experience with Him. Now all of a sudden when we talk about the Holy Spirit, then we're talking about a major growth. We're talking about an empowerment. That means I got desire when I got saved. But I knew that desire alone would not make me happy. God had to do something miraculous. And that's why in the book of Acts, in chapter 1, and even in verse 4, it gives us the promise. It gives us a direction. In verse 8, it gives us a direction and a promise. It tells, for Jesus said, don't do anything. What? That's a hard one, isn't it? You know, like like we can get along really good until we start working together. Because, you know, because a lot of times when you have to wait on each other, it it becomes real difficult. But Jesus knew that the next step was so important that He said, don't do anything until this step is taken care of. And He gave the step until you receive the promise from the Father. And in explanation of that, it was according to Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it was to be a release of God's power. I want to tell you what, when I read that, I knew 
I knew that's where my life was looking. Oh, I was so thankful for my salvation. But I knew that I needed something in me that would keep it exciting, that would keep it strong. In fact, I'll call the Holy Spirit the excitement of God. It's the, it's the release of... The Holy Spirit is the releasing joy side of God. The Holy Spirit is what makes serving God fun and wonderful and, and causes me to wake up in the morning and look toward heaven and say, God is so good to be alive in you. Holy Spirit. And literally what it becomes, because literally if I came to the Lord and gave my heart to God, but I'm still dealing with situations in my life the way I think is best to deal with that the truth of the matter is I'm still very lacking in my life because God came into my life to radically change my life forever and God meant for that first step to give way to a powerful step and then when you walk across the step of empowerment then God has all of these wonderful, powerful doorways that for the rest of your life you say, wonder what's behind that door, God. And you swing that door open and it's another tremendous, powerful experience in God. And literally, we go to experience to greater experience to greater experience. So the Holy Spirit comes as the trainer. Salvation gave me the desire to live for God. But I needed someone to train me. It's like if you take a, a, a real complicated piece of machinery. If you, get a, if you were to buy a real complicated piece of machinery. Now, I can go down and buy something at Walmart and it will come with two pages of instructions. <laughs> I told him in, in the early service this morning, if you, if you want a lot of fun, buy something from Ikea. I mean, you will be there for days trying to read that German. I mean, it is so difficult. <laughs> but if you buy something that has great potential of changing things, an instructor will come with it. If it's a potential, if it has the potential of radically changing things about your life then instruction now you may have to dial that 1-800 number to get that instruction but powerful expensive equipment comes with an instructor because they know that if you just have that piece of equipment and if you don't have the instruction that will do you of no good that you will never be able to experience power and the blessing that that expensive piece of equipment was meant to experience. And I'm so amazed at how many of us get saved and we think we know it all. I know that because Lane told me she knew it all and I, I believe that. <laughs> but so many of us get saved and we come out with this thing that we know best and we're almost threatened, aren't we? We're almost threatened. 
if we can't figure out our life. But that's where we receive a trainer. That's why Jesus said, don't do anything until you're endued. I love what King James said. said, Endued with power. Lord, that's what I need. Lord, that's what I need. Lord, that's what I need. I need an instructor. I need a teacher. I need a guide. I need somebody that will tell me. I need somebody that will introduce me. I need somebody that will open the door for me. I need somebody that will help me walk through that door for His glory. Amen. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in our life. And that's where the potential of the Lord is. The Bible says in the book of St. Jude, chapter 1, verse 20. It says, building up yourself. God, you have a, you have the opportunity, you have the mechanism to build my life up. You have the power to build my life. You have the power to build my life. That's what it says in Jude chapter 1, verse 20. Building up yourself in your most holy faith. Praying. In the Holy Spirit. Oh God, now I can understand why you told me not to do anything until I was endued with power. Because that endowment of power was going to give me an access that would build me up. And then it would fill me up. (laughs) Then it would catch me up. And then it would empower me up. And then it would gift me up. And then it would use me up for your glory. We're going to close. Time's gone. 37 seconds. Hey, give me a hand. Pretty good job. For, for at least a third of the introduction, right? But uh, we're going to close with that. Our desperate need for the Holy Spirit. We think we can just serve God. We can just serve God. Like Peter, I won't deny you. That's what he said, Lance. Peter turned out that everybody else will fail you, but not me. <laughs> I've, I've got you back, Jesus. But there's not a one of us that can do it. And our own strength, our own power, our own guidance. In fact, the things that we've learned in the world... They're really of no use to us now. Because I'm going to say, Lord, I know that I should walk through door A. And the Holy Spirit's going to say, I have selected door B. <laughs> and if I will trust God and trust the Holy Spirit, He will be my guide. So in these closing moments, I want to just ask for the Holy Spirit. Who in here needs the Holy Spirit's direction? Let's, let, let, let's be real serious with God. You say, Jerry, what I'm facing right now, I need the direction of the Lord. I don't know what to do. I don't know. Right now, I'm, I'm, I'm facing a surgery coming up this month, and I literally, I don't know what to do. I don't know whether to do it or not do it. And so, so we before the Lord. Lord, we need your direction. Because I can't figure it out. 
we need you. And how many this morning you say, Jerry, what I need, I, I just need empowerment. I, I just need some power. I, I just, I just need, I need something that will, that will give me a joy and a victory in my life. I'm tired of living this same old, same old. I'm tired of being discouraged. I'm tired of being depressed. I'm tired of being down under. I'm ready to come out and be over. I need some empower of God. Go ahead, raise your hands if that's you. The Lord sees, Lord sees every, Lord sees every call. Now, how many of you need the Lord to help you to pray? You need the Holy Spirit. You know that your prayer life has come to a place of insufficiency. You know that. You know, Jerry, I don't even know what to pray for. I, I don't know how to pray myself out of this mess. I don't know how to turn my family around. I don't know how to bring the children under the right measure of authority. I don't know how to be the parent that God has called me to be. I don't know. And I need, I need the Lord to help me. I need the Lord to help me to know what to pray. And I need Him to give me a direction in my life. If you're here this morning and you need the Holy Spirit, to give you a direction and to give you an empowerment. I want you to raise your hands before the Lord. You desperately need Him to help you. Desperately. I got news for you. He's the helper. I got news for you. He's the guide. I got news for you. He's the strength to get there. And He's the empowerment to make sure we cross the line for the glory of God. So, Lord, right now, in the mighty power of the Holy Spirit, we ask you, Lord. Lord, we ask you, Holy Spirit, you know. Come on, say those words with me. Holy Spirit, you know. You know me. You know my life. You know where you've called me. You know the giftings that reside in my life. You know what will make me happy. Know what would be too much, what would be enough for me. You understand me, God. You understand me, God. And you, precious Holy Spirit, I give you the right. I ask for you. Come in my life.